Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church this last week and then approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with our Children and Families Director, Ms. Whitney. Hi, everyone. And this whole month, we've been getting bookish, in other words, trying to turning our attention back to Scripture, and even looking at some of the controversies that we're facing in the church today, but just looking at it again, approaching all of those questions from the angle of Scripture. We've talked a little bit about John Wesley and how important Scripture was to him, how he really looked to Scripture as a road that would lead him to heaven's happy shore. And we can all think of Scripture that way, the thing that really helps us get to the heart of God. Yeah, I think that it's really great when we start looking into the Scripture to really understanding God's Word and how we test that against our lives. And, And I know we've been talking about that in our series this past month and on our podcast here. And how important that is when we're helping our children, especially Mm -hmm. as parents, to start to identify areas in their lives that don't necessarily match up with Scripture and not conforming Scripture to Mm -hmm. how their lives are or what they want to do, but conforming their lives to Scripture and those controversies that might come up or those things that they want to do that might not be so great. Make sure that those align with their scriptural basis. And that is probably one of the most important things as parents we can do for their faith lives or for our children's faith lives. Sure, to give them that foundation, to understand that there is a foundation, that there is this book and that it can really help us understand how to navigate our way through life, even life's big questions. Yeah. So this past week, we were actually beginning in Acts 15, where there was a huge controversy in the church when the Jewish Christians didn't really want to let the Gentile Christians into the church unless they abided by all of the rules of Judaism, which was Mm -hmm. a very high bar. And James, the brother of Jesus, found a way to find a compromise to hold those Gentile believers to certain standards that would satisfy the Jewish Christians, but without actually having those Gentile believers become Jewish first. But we started the discussion on Sunday, actually in the book of Genesis, just talking about what I think, and I know you agree with me, just Mm -hmm. one of the most outstanding, I think, pictures of God's grace, and it really occurs in the story of Cain and Abel. Right after Cain has, in a jealous rage, you know, murdered his brother, Mm -hmm. and God finds him and puts a curse on him. He says, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground, and now you are under a curse, and you will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Yeah, this is one of those stories that in Sunday school, it's not the easiest one Mm -hmm. to to teach. I mean, we do, but it's one of those that kids go, oh, murder, bad, (laughs) you know, and and that's certainly true that you should not murder your brother. That's that's one of the things we want to have them get out of that. But yeah, this idea of God laying a curse on this man who rightfully so deserves a punishment from God. But in that, 
it's not necessarily all that you expect <laughs> that God should do in this moment. And I think that's a really interesting piece of the story that we can share with our with our kids. Yeah, because, I mean, it's pretty, and I remember this, hearing this story as a kid, mm-hmm. it's pretty um, frightening what God says. He says, your brother's blood is in the ground. So now when you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. And again, banishes him to be this restless wanderer on the earth. He's not going to be able to have a place to settle down. There's no garden of Eden in the future for Cain. But so interesting is Cain's response that he kind of cries out, to God and says in verse 13 of chapter 4, my punishment is more than I can bear. He said, today you're driving me from the land, but then this is what really gets him. I will be hidden from your presence. Mm -hmm. And then he says, I'll be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. Right. So Cain's understanding here of his punishment is not simply that like earthly understanding that you know, I, I can't survive mm-hmm. now. You know, the, the ground is fruitless for me. I can't. How am I supposed to survive? And from a standpoint, yeah, that's a fair point. He's, yeah. But he's not saying that. He's saying, but God, you're not with me. That life that extends beyond this earth, that mm-hmm. spiritual life, that right. life that for us, we understand it to be eternal. And Cain certainly understood this to be beyond what he's living here on this, his extent on the earth. That's gone now. And that is an incredible understanding that he he saw it from a deeper perspective yeah. than just his his moment here on earth, his his trial that he is now going to face because of this punishment that was rightfully so given to him. But just to understand that he understands that he needs God more than he needs anything else is incredible to hear. Yeah. And it's just in that little moment, you know, but he understands that as bad as everything you said is, his real punishment is this absence of God. He will not have the presence of God with him. It reminds me of when Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. Yeah. And he just understands that it's that presence of God that is really his real life. So then... God, though, has mercy on him. Yeah. Has mercy on this murderer and says, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. But then comes the good part. He puts a mark on Cain. And the mark isn't M for murder. Right. You know, murderer. (laughs) It's whatever it is, it's a mark of protection. Right, right. It's a mark that says God walks with this person, even though this person is flawed. I mean, severely flawed. You know, you're not just the normal person that maybe made one little mistake. This is a big issue here. He Mm -hmm. just murdered his brother. And so God's protection is on this person, this flawed human being, this, this person that really shouldn't have this protection. But God's grace says, even though you're not deserving, I'm going to extend that to you. And yeah. that's really incredible here because, because yeah, people might be coming after Cain. He's in a really no-win situation at this moment. Mm-hmm. But God says, no, I've, I've got you. Even in, in that moment where he's not his best self. Mm-hmm. Even like we, we aren't our best selves all the time. And we are so deserving of those punishments. Here's Cain, and and God says, no, I'm going to take that back a little bit. Yeah, it's like, here you are in chapter 4 of Genesis, and you're seeing the mercy of Christ. Right. Right? And, of course, you know, 
Now, again, looking at it from a family angle, I mean, this is a really frightening story. Yeah. And it, it has all of that layer of it, mm-hmm. of almost a threat, you know, don't be doing bad things. Right. Killing your brother or anything. But it's so interesting and so good, I think, to even this early to point out that, yes, Cain is held accountable for his sin, mm-hmm. but he does not receive the full measure right. of the consequences for his sin. Right. Which would be death. He doesn't receive that. And neither do we. Right. Neither do we. Cain is going to suffer in some way for what he did. I mean, he still has his punishment. Mm-hmm. He's still going to be a so, wanderer. Yeah. He's yeah. still going to, it's still going to be very hard for him. So he's not without punishment. And certainly when we have those moments where we need to be punished for the things that we do when we sin. We're not spared of the consequence of right, that action. Right, right. So all of our actions, they have consequences, but that full measure of it, he could have, like you said, that full measure of his death, right? The complete separation of God, he is spared of that. He might physically die a little bit sooner than he might have because mm-hmm. of this hardship that he now faces as his punishment, but ultimately he has that grace from God where he's extended his hand where Cain certainly didn't deserve it, where we certainly don't deserve it. Right. And as long as Cain is alive, there's hope, right? Yes. You mentioned before when we were beginning to chat about this that what you see in that one little line is a recognition of his sin, but also a desire to repent. Yeah. He fully understands what he did in this moment. And he doesn't say it. He doesn't say, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry right. for this murder that I have committed. But you can see it where he's recognizing what he's lost, sure. the weight of what he has done. And you see that opportunity for repentance. Maybe he mm-hmm. hasn't straight out said it, but you see that ball kind of rolling in that direction. And that's really incredible, too, because once you understand that, you're on the path to God's way, and you're on the path to reconciliation, which Absolutely. is really awesome. And I mean, that's the way it happens in real life yeah. for us, and I know that's true for me. Right. Repentance, an understanding of your sin and your inability to correct that sin, right. and a desire to change doesn't always come out in the form of, you know, the sinner's prayer right. or anything like that. Right. It's a heart thing, and I think you really see that in this story of Cain. Mm-hmm. That he cries out. Yeah. Oh, but I won't have your presence. Yeah. No, don't do this to me. It's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So all the way back in Genesis, we begin to see that mercy of God and the mercy of God in Christ that we come to know later and that we have the the privilege of knowing now. In Romans chapter 5, he says that, Just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Then he goes on and says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. And all that that grace that comes with that uh, is ours. Just like this, you know, hey... We're all a little have a little bit of Cain, right? Right. In fact, I think I said on Sunday we're we're born to be like Cain, 
but we have this opportunity to be like Christ right. because of the grace of God. We might not be murdering our siblings. I really hope you aren't. No. And I really hope your kids aren't. But we all have that, that measure of sin on us, and we all have that tendency to sin. And it's going to be a lot easier to sin than to not sin. So when we think about that, we can't put ourselves in a higher category than Cain ever. We have to see ourselves in that, humble ourselves in that moment, and then understand that with that sin also comes that Jesus and that salvation through him. So you can't have one or the other. You have your sin that is going to happen. Let's just face it. We're all going to sin. But in that, that opens up that door, which is actually really incredible. Yeah, for sure. Well, we just want to thank you all for being with us today and hope that you'll really think about that as as you go through the rest of your week and into your prayer life, Uh, just the beauty of the fact that we and our children and all of us, though we are born into that curse of original sin, Mm -hmm. and we all have that tendency to sin, and we all will sin, we're also born under that protection and that grace and that goodness that God offers us through Christ. We can always rejoice in that. Mm-hmm. Well, we just want to thank you for being with us and, of course, invite you to come worship with us if you're mm-hmm. ever in Burbank. We have our services at 1030 on Sundays. And otherwise, you can always worship with us just by following the links on the description of this podcast. And until next week, have a beautiful and blessed week. Bye.